I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blake. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 234. And we're going back to the NES and talking about one of the many, many NES games that focused on a movie or a TV show from the good old days. This time it's Dick Tracy, and uh, maybe you didn't play this one back in the day, but everyone that grew up in the NES era played a couple of these licensed games, right? Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Friday the 13th, Back to the Future, Adam's Family, Jaws, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Bucky O'Hare, the list goes on and on and on. Everything got an NES game back in the day. Now... I'm going to get this out of the way right now. I've never seen Dick Tracy. I don't know anything about Dick Tracy. You should all get used to the idea that I haven't seen any movies by now. Um, All I know about this man is he apparently loves the color yellow. His name is hilarious. And his NES game is hard as fuck. Uh, but, But the thing is, most NES games are tough. But some are just stupid, annoying, not even fun tough. And some of them are put in your reps, get good, one more run, you can get there tough. And I, I, I think Tracy falls in the middle. I don't think this game is great. Quite frankly, I spent most of this week's podcast making fun of it. But at the end of the day, they tried some stuff here. They tried to get a little bit inventive, and I, and I respect that. And it's too bad that they didn't try giving you more than one fucking life because that might have fixed a lot of the issues with this game. But, but we'll get to all that in just a minute. I, I still like this dumb game. 
Uh, as does show supporter slash friend slash confidant Hago Waffle, who sponsored this episode over on Patreon. So Hago and I had a nice little chat about why on earth anybody would love this game enough to talk to me about it. And then the Luigi to my Mario, my younger brother Josh swings by and we had a nice chat about Dick Tracy. We used to rent this game all the time when we were kids and uh, and the little shit... He's actually bigger than me, my little brother. So my the big shit, uh, he can beat it. Uh, so he tries to teach me how to get good at this uh, to no avail. And we're going to get to all that in just a minute because speaking of my failing to get good at something, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. They're not half as fucking cryptic as Dick Tracy is while still managing to be as promiscuous as Breathless Mahoney is as well. And it, man, I think, I bet you in 234 episodes, that's got to be the first promiscuous. That has got to be the first promiscuous and remember the game history. I, so what a great word. I don't know how to spell it. It's in my notes and it's spelled wrong twice. Per, promiscuous. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but seriously, if you do want to skip the intro, you're just here for Dick Tracy talk you're just here for the dick go about 30 minutes i had to make that joke once go about 30 minutes up the road and you'll be there you'll hear the music and we're talking dick tracy but i recommend hanging around the the intro's fun we talk video games and stuff i do have to get my plugs out of the way because as you know it's how we keep the bills on around here we have merchandise hoodies t-shirts coffee mugs posters all kinds of stuff rocking incredible art drawn by my man joe from 4545creative.com and you can find our merchandise at remember the game podcast.com if you're interested it's a great way to support the show and of course if you're like me you're a nudist you're like i I don't need clothes. Uh, you can, I might be nude while I'm recording this. You'll never know. Uh, you can always just support us on Patreon. That's that's maybe your best bet because it's about the, the best bargain in the history of the internet. For two bucks a month, you get two extra podcasts every single week. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show Game Patch every Friday where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games and I add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff. And Expansion Pass drops every Thursday and that's a different show every week. We do some rankings. We look back at characters, consoles, franchises, there's some comedy episodes there's a ton of modern game reviews over there uh this past week on expansion pass our topic was in the hands of our community and we decided to throw two of the most iconic retro game libraries of all time into the ring in a duel to the death we've got the snes and the original playstation and we just compared their libraries and tried to decide which one was better i think it's pretty up in the air this was a very fun episode and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass the snes versus the playstation but the super nintendo is in my opinion like the pinnacle of 16-bit 2d gaming it's that the golden age of retro that's the crown jewel of that 2d era of gaming do you know what like it is the the super nintendo is like the the culmination of years and years of 2d game development and the nes and prior to that with the atari and everything and and sega even like the super in my opinion the super nintendo is that king of that era whereas they kind of started over with 3d games when it came to the 64 and the ps1 and the other you know also rands um and I think it's quite impressive that the PlayStation is the beginning of an era against the the crowd jewel of the bygone era. And I think they can go toe to toe. I, I, does that make sense? Like, I'm very... And I didn't think that until I sat down and started looking at the libraries. And I was like, fuck me, the PlayStation was a beast. that's now available on our archives and this week for expansion pass 148 we're entering review month 
for the show. I, I have a lot of modern games that I've been playing over the last couple of months, and I'm going to start slapping reviews out for them. And we're going to kick things off with God of War Ragnarok. And I will warn you, 99% of my modern game reviews on Expansion Pass are spoiler-free, so you can listen to them if you haven't played, and I won't ruin the game for you. Ragnarok is going to be different. It's going to be a very rare exception where we're going full-blown spoiler cast, because that game is just so much of the plot is part of the game, and it's such a hard game to review without spoiling, spoil, spoiling, spoiling anything. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna rip the bandaid off and go with a full blown God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast on tomorrow's episode of Expansion Pass. And then next week I'll be reviewing Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion spoiler free. And then the week after that, it's either gonna be Marvel Midnight Suns or the Dead Space remake spoiler free. It'll depend on uh, which one. I finish first because I'm playing both. But eventually, I'll be reviewing both of them. But that's what the next couple weeks of Expansion Pass look like. So again, two bucks is going to get you access to all those shows. Two extra podcasts every week. Instant access to about 300 archived bonus podcasts. All ad-free. Downloadable onto your phone. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Plus, access to the Remember the Game Discord. The chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month. The ability to submit comments on all of our podcasts. You can DM with me. And you get a shout-out to get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons Dalton Madsen Big Kid 782 Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Banjo Tooie maybe stick around for another couple months hint hint Crease 20 xx Jay Callahan Robert Jobert Jerome Ginla is my dad I love Jerome Ginla Keith Rolla Funkadelic Mind, Brian Adamson, Robier, Robier, Guy Who Does Things, I like that, <laughs> JJ Mifsud, can't, Chris, I always want to say Cam Neely, Chris Neely, Sabin or Sabin, man, I suck at this job, Pat Rion, Nick Pickmon, Shyclops, I, Shyclops, I get it, Riley Farley, Mason, Wyatt Best, Pika121, Tony Pidwan, Pidwan, and the Habitual Line Stepper, man, that was... Among the most butchered bunch of shoutouts I've ever done. But thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. Don't forget, 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to a charity every year on my 24-hour stream. And we offer annual subscriptions that'll save you a month's fees. And starting in March, I'm launching a bi-weekly Simpsons podcast, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. That and my weekly Rambling Idiot podcast are available at our $5 level. So if you're signed up at the $5 Patreon level, you're going to be getting a new episode pretty well every day of the week. Uh, but two bucks gets you two extra shows a month. Greatest bargain ever. So there you go. And you can find me on Twitch. I've been trying to get more active on there and kind of sticking to it. I've been on there three, four times a week. Twitch.tv slash member the game. Come by, throw me a follow. It's completely free. And then you can see my dumb face and argue with me. And it's, it's good times. All right. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. I just, I want to say, let's blow, by the way. Uh, if my voice sounds just a little hoarse, it's not from, it is from blowing, but not not ironically on an episode called Dick Tracy. It's not from blowing. It's from talking, blowing hot air. I've had a lot of comedy gigs this past week and I've done a lot of podcasting and my, my poor voice is, uh, my poor voice could use a night off. So anyway, if it, if I sound hoarse, that is why let's kick this thing off. P tear tear or tear. Oh, I get it. P tear. Oh dude. That's the family guy thing. P tear Griffin. Oh my God! They spelt it just like when. If you've never seen that episode, Peter's trying to come up with a fake name, and he and he ends up P Tier 
Griffin. And that's what this name is. That's fucking clever. I just caught that. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Pete here wrote in and said, I'm only writing in because this episode has the name Dick in the title. Insert childish laugh here. Now, here's the thing. That's that's hilarious. I, we got lots of dick jokes. I had to get one in. P-Tier has been a Patreon for quite a while. And unless you just recently changed your name to that, and I don't know, maybe you've been writing in forever under a different alias, I've never seen a comment from you. And I would like to believe that you have been a Patreon for quite a long time and this was the finally, you're like, it's finally time to rip off the band-aid and write in my first comment. And it was nothing other than to make a quick little dick joke. And if that is the case, tip of my backwards hat to you, P-Tier Griffin, for waiting that long to write in just to make a dick joke. I love it. God, this show is just the top, top shelf quality. Uh, <laughs> Welsh Destroyer said, hi, Adam. As I write this out, today marks my 33rd birthday and 30 years since I played my first game console. Have you ever looked back and thought about what games or consoles you didn't get to play? but would like to try out and play today for me it would be the nintendo 64 thank you and keep rolling the awesome content well thank you well destroyer and happy birthday happy belated birthday i said i wouldn't be yelling out birthdays and fucking here it is uh happy belated birthday uh what gamer console did i not get to play but i'd like to try to go back and play today i know some of you are hoping i'll say the sega saturn and realistically yes the sega saturn probably is on that list but i'm not gonna say that just to not give you saturnians this fucking satisfaction I'm going to say, I, so I didn't play it at all when it came out. I've played it a little bit since. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Dreamcast because I didn't have a Dreamcast when it launched. I didn't get around to getting one until after the console was dead and, and, and buried. And uh, I still haven't played a lot of Dreamcast. And I would like to spend more time with it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Dreamcast. I, I still to this day think that is one of the most underrated consoles of all time. And I haven't played a lot of it. So we'll go, we'll go with the Dreamcast. Honorable mention. To mm, the Sega CD, <laughs> not the Sega Saturn. Uh, Rush's Dog Walker wrote in and said, "Have you ever been flaming homered? Like, have you ever heard someone using one of your stand-up jokes and getting more laughs than you get with it? If so, how did you handle it?" I actually have never. That's a big problem in stand-up. It's it's stealing jokes. Uh, truth be told, if someone's ever stolen one of my jokes, I've never seen it. And to be honest with you, I can't even get laughs with my jokes. So if somebody can steal one of my jokes and find a way to get laughs with it, fucking Mazel Tov, good for them. Somebody made it work. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Rush's Dog Walker. Oh, my jokes suck. Uh, Frost Eye wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, now that you have a Steam Deck, are you going to look into more PC games? I uh, Have a look at Sea of Stars. It comes from the same people as The Messenger, and it looks very much like Chrono Trigger. It's not out yet, but their website says it should hit stores by spring of 2022. Yes. 2022 i yeah i know it's quite delayed uh i do know of sea of stars i do think it looks pretty rad i'm not the world's biggest chrono trigger fan as i've notoriously said on the show and gotten shit i don't think it's bad it's just not my favorite game but i'm a huge fan of the messenger so i'm definitely interested in sea of stars as far as looking into more pc games we actually got a couple of questions about the steam deck so i'm going to spend a little time on the old steamer this week um I do love my Steam Deck. I haven't been using it a ton just because I've been tied up with console games right now, but I am a pretty big fan of it. As far as playing more PC games, I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. Truth be told, I don't, I don't think there's a lot available on PC exclusively that I'm that interested in. Like, I, I'll definitely be playing more games on my Steam Deck. Um, there's certain games coming out where, like, I'll probably buy them on my Steam Deck over one of my consoles because I'd rather have it portable. But as far as PC-exclusive games, 
just off the top of my head, I can't really think of any that I feel this the urge to play right now. So I, I do think I'll play games on my Steam Deck that I would have bought on console otherwise, but I don't know how many PC-specific games I'll get into, if that makes sense and kind of lets me tiptoe around being a PC master racer. I'm PC curious. That's where I am. Uh, imp- thank you for writing in, Frost Eye. Impressive Beans said, Dear Adam Blank Esquire, it's national consumerism season here in the USA. It's tax season. And with a refund on the way a refund on the way sooner than later, I'd like to pay off some outstanding debts and treat myself to a little something as well. Sometimes you got to spoil yourself. Shout out to him against that reference. I really wanted a portable system I can use in my downtime at work, on weekends, or in general, and there's so many good choices. I'm torn between a Steam Deck, a Switch Lite, I already have a Switch, a Game Boy Advance, or the recently discovered handheld by Analog that plays Game Boy Game boy colored advanced games i know this is a little long but my question is any recommendations either based off personal desire or experience for me to spend some of my sweet refund on cheers and keep kicking ass i have never kicked an ass in my life impressive beans uh so out of your options uh you said a switch light you already have a switch i would not recommend getting a switch light if you already have a switch if anything i'd recommend looking at a switch oled but i wouldn't i, I like the switch light is a neat little machine but if you've already got a switch i wouldn't of all the options, I put that one in last. Um, I haven't used the handheld by Analog that plays the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games, but apparently it is quite rad. So I definitely, you know, the only problem with that is then you gotta you're buying the cons, the cartridges, and some of those aren't cheap. Um, GBA itself is awesome, but again, some of those cartridges aren't cheap. If you're on the fence on a Steam Deck, um, I, I do want to do a full-blown review of my Steam Deck eventually. I know people have been asking me if I'm going to review it. I, I will. I'm just got a busy couple months on Expansion Pass, but eventually I'm going to give you a non-PC gamer's review of a Steam Deck. But I got to tell you, I've had mine for a couple of months now, and I am I am floored at what a quality piece of hardware it is. It is, it is out outstanding it, I'm, I'm just i'm telling you i y'all know i'm a switch boy i love my nintendo switch i have a hard time going back to my switch after using my steam deck because it just feels so much bigger and stronger and more powerful it's so much more comfortable to hold there's so many games on it and it they all run so well i'm playing red dead redemption 2 on my steam deck which i obviously can't do on my switch so of those four things you recommended assuming that the high price point of the steam deck isn't a deal breaker for you I have been nothing but impressed by my time with the steamer so far. So I'll, I'll throw a I'll throw a, a vote behind the Steam Deck. It is a quality piece of hardware. Plus, it's very I, I I know you can emulate on it. I haven't done that. I'm not really interested in doing that. But I have set up Xbox Cloud Gaming on it. So as a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, I can play Xbox on it too, and it works flawlessly. It is just a really spectacular piece of machinery. So that's my pick, Impressive Beans, Steam Deck. That's my pick. And then one more steamer point, and then we'll move on to some other stuff here. Todd Usher wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, first time blowing in the cartridge here. I have a question for you. I have an Xbox, a PS5, and the steamer. I love my steamer. However, I don't like playing for a ge- paying for a game on two platforms. Generally, if a game is good, I'll grab it on sale on the steamer if I already have it. But I'm torn when it comes to new releases. I don't have a dock for the steamer yet, but I'm going to add one so I can play on my big TV too. How do you approach it? Would you pay a little more for a license on both a console and a Steam key? So I... As of now, the only games I've bought on my Steam Deck are Red Dead Redemption 2, 20XX, and then I've got Xbox Cloud Gaming, I have XCOM 2 that I'd already bought that I I need to get around to playing, and a couple other games that I've already bought, like Half-Life and stuff that I need to get around to, you know, that that I've already played or whatever. Um, But I will say, moving forward, usually when it comes for me to deciding what console I'm going to buy a game on, if it's on multiple things, 
Um, if it's in the past, if it was on Switch and it ran well, I would buy it on Switch just because I prefer the portability. So moving forward, if a game releases that I'm interested in and it's available on PS5, Xbox Series, everything, and the Steam Deck, and I'm looking at the same price on all of them and the Steam Deck version is reviewing well, because that is something to keep in mind with the Steamer. Not every game that runs on Steam runs um, optimally on the Steam deck just because it runs on steam and on pc not every game makes a silky smooth transition over to the steam deck assuming that it runs well on the steam deck i i think that'll be where i buy some games marvel midnight suns i'm playing right now and i love it i bought it on xbox i was gonna the reviews on steam deck where it was a little hit and miss and people on the on the internet were saying maybe stay away from it on steam deck for now so i bought it on xbox had it reviewed well on steam deck that's where i would have bought it so uh it's pretty rare that I'll buy a game on multiple consoles unless I can get it dirt cheap and it's got cross progression, like cross save progression. But general rule of thumb now, yeah, like to be honest, if if I don't I'm never gonna get a deck, a dock, I don't think, for my Steam Deck. I'm happy just playing it handheld. So if it's something like Dead Space Remake where I wanna see it as as big and fancy as possible, I'm gonna buy it on console. But if everything's equal and I have to make the decision, I'm probably gonna buy it on Steam Deck. I'd rather have it portably. I'd rather be able to play it anywhere I want. I'm yeah. I hope that answers your question. I just and kind of puts a stamp on the Steam Deck talk this week. I'm just really fucking impressed with this thing. And if I would buy a game on Switch over buying it on Xbox or PlayStation for portability, I will fucking certainly buy it on the Steam Deck over on my Xbox or Switch for port or my Xbox or PlayStation for portability. No fucking question. Doesn't mean I'm getting away from console gaming. I just love that portability factor, which the Steam Deck gives me. So. I hope that answers you, Todd. Uh, Keith Rolla, we'll move. We're gonna finish this section up here. Keith Rolla said, "Hi, Adam. I just made my way through your backlog and thought I should start throwing a few bucks your way for all the hours of entertainment you provided at work and on my commute. My wife and I are close to our or closing on our first house next week, and it has the added benefit of an extra room that my wife says I can use to set up all my gaming systems. Do you have any tips or suggestions on gaming room setups? How do you keep your wires under control without making a giant wire monster? Thank you, and keep up the good work. Uh, well, thank you, Keith Rolla. Congratulations on closing on your first house." that's exciting as fuck uh as far as the cord like listen my cable management is not good um there's a reason when i post pictures of my office you can't see behind my desk under my desk or by my bookshelf because it is it is pretty hideous uh the one thing i do do is uh i do do the one thing i try to do is with my power cords uh I, I make them as short as possible, and then i get i buy a roll of like the i'm actually i'm playing with one as i record this right here listen I bought a roll of the uh, Velcro, the big long Velcro straps, and then I just cut off little chunks. And once I plug stuff in, I uh, bundle up the rest of the cable and then Velcro tie it and then put a piece of tape on the Velcro and write what console that power cable is for. So at least it keeps my power cables tight. So that, that <clears throat> excuse me, that would be my one suggestion. And then my other suggestion is to buy a, a Switch, not a Nintendo Switch but like an HDMI switch. That's what I have for all my consoles. They all go into that, which is easy to kind of keep it in one place instead of having all my cables running over to my monitor. They all just go into my switch, like my docking switch, and then I just tell the switch which system to put on the TV. So look at those. I, those are my two Those are my two pro tips, is label and wrap up your power cables and get a switch that you can put in one place and then you only have one cable running to your TV and everything else you can hide behind your entertainment stand or whatever and have it go into your your HDMI switch. Those are those are my two tips. And get a good power bar. I have a good power bar here with like a surge protector and all that kind of crap. 
And uh, I recommend that as well. Other than that, though, you do not want my advice on cable management because my setup would make some people lose their fucking minds. So good luck, Keith. I'm jealous. Everybody should have a gaming room. That's good stuff. And finally, we got to move on here. It's letter time. It's letter time. And I bent my Wookiee wrote in and said, hey, blank man, just following up on expansion pass or on the expansion pass topic of the SNES versus the PS1. How different do you think the gaming landscape today would be if Nintendo and Sony had joined forces? Does Microsoft take a run at them with the Xbox or do Nintendo and Sony rule the gaming world alone? I made this the letter time letter because it's one of my favorite hypothetical gaming discussions uh, of all time. And if you don't know, very quickly, the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, was going to be an add-on for the SNES. And it was like 90% done. And then at the last minute, Nintendo pulled the rug out from underneath Sony and decided to partner with Philips and then not end up doing it at all. And Sony already had this fucking piece of hardware basically done and said, well, fuck them, then we'll release it. And as you all know, the PlayStation started to dominate and Sony has been on top ever since. Whether you like Sony or dislike them, PlayStation has been on top of gaming ever since they launched that PlayStation. They're just the they're the heavyweights. And so I always joke that PlayStation is is Nintendo's Venom. Play, Nintendo was Spider-Man. They got rid of the the CD drive for the Super Nintendo which was the symbiote and then Sony's Eddie Brock picked it up and decided to become their own worst enemy. So, how would gaming look if those two had teamed up? I think this is just my opinion. I still think Xbox would be around. Um they they would have needed competition. They couldn't just run away because like I, I don't I think there's too much money in gaming for somebody to not step up and try to take a piece of that pie. But I, I think it would be my God, can you imagine if Sony and Nintendo had one shared library? Like imagine if you had like the Vita and the P or the Vita Switch and the PS5 with all the Mario's and Zelda's and Mario Karts and Pokemon's. It, fuck. Like I don't know how you'd stop them. I think Xbox would probably still be around because Microsoft just sees money there and they like money. And um unpopular opinion perhaps, I think Sega would still be around. Because if you remember the that generation, you had the GameCube, the Dreamcast, the Xbox, and the PS2. So if the GameCube doesn't exist. Or the PS2 doesn't like the PS2 and the GameCube are combined. Um I mean, who knows if the PS2 would have had the DVD player and everything in it because Nintendo was probably calling the shots uh, if had they, you know, kept this alliance and Nintendo makes weird decisions and probably wouldn't put a DVD player in it. But if the DVD player doesn't exist and the PS2 doesn't run away like it does because it's actually just an add-on to whatever Nintendo's new system is, then the Dreamcast probably doesn't get its ass kicked as hard as it does. Sega maybe is still around. Xbox comes in anyway. So I, I think... If Nintendo and Sony had not split up and had stayed together, they would be dominating the market right now, hardcore. And then Xbox would still be doing what they're doing and Sega would be around as the third. I, that's my opinion. And you're welcome to disagree. But I, I think that's where gaming would be today. I And you know what? Quite frankly, as, as someone that likes PlayStation and Nintendo, I'm glad they didn't form this alliance because... We would have lost out on so much innovation. I think PlayStation has changed the way gaming works forever. I think Nintendo's been forced to reinvent themselves a hundred times to try to stay relevant, sometimes to better success, sometimes to less success. Uh, and they've pushed Xbox to step up, which has given us Game Pass. The only thing that I wish I could change about the way everything's shaken out is I wish Sega was still around. And there's just no way four consoles are going to work. But if Nintendo and Sony were collectively putting out one console, then the three-headed monster we have now, I think, would still exist. But it'd be Nintendo, Sony... Xbox and Sega. So that's how I think things would change. I could do a whole episode about this. I think it is the most fascinating. I think it is the single biggest what if 
in gaming history. But we got to move on. You guys are here for Dick Tracy talk. I still have other segments to get through. So thank you so much for everybody that wrote in. As always, let's change things up and get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased in time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers. There is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And this week I went with three stupid NES movie games. We have Back to the Future, Jaws, and Friday the 13th. And 32% said they would play Friday the 13th, remake Back to the Future, and erase Jaws, which... I actually have to agree with. But let me see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll explain why that is the right answer. Blue Yoshi wrote in and said, I'll go with Play Friday the 13th since I never have. I'll remake Back to the Future because that could have been insanely deep and insane in general. And I'll delete Jaws because they already have Maneater, so we wouldn't be losing much. I, You know what I like about your answer, Blue Yoshi, is that you, uh, no fat. You don't write in very often, but when you do write in, it's precise and to the point, and I respect that. And your logic is sound. I Yeah, no, good job. Good start. Good start this week. I like it. Soggy Unagi, I love that name, said, Play Friday the 13th because I'd like to get some arts and crafts pointers, remake Jaws because a shark chasing me is enough to make me shit myself, and then erase Back to the Future because if time travel is ever invented, I'd just use that to go back and change my answer. I... <laughs> I can't decide if that's clever or nonsensical. Erase back to the future because if time travel is ever invented, I'd just use that to go back and change my answer. But why? I'll give you a B minus, Soggy Unagi. I can't figure out if that's clever or it doesn't make any sense. I respect it though. I respect thinking outside of the box. Plus, I hope time travel is invented someday. Blaine the Hoagie Man said, as someone who hasn't played any of these, I'll play Back to the Future because even if I don't like it, I'll be just fine playing it. <laughs> Wait till you fucking play it, Blaine. Uh, I'll remake Jaws because haunt hunting and being hunted by a giant shark would be awesome in 4K. And I'll erase Friday the 13th. I'm not really a horror movie fan, so I'm good with this being erased. I sound logic, but I will tell you, uh, you said even if you don't like Back to the Future, you'll be fine playing it. I, I assure you, you probably won't. That game is just awful. Uh, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. I like that we have two of them in this community. I Maybe that's what we should just call the show. And I'm not dunking on either of you with that username. I like that username a lot. Uh, but they wrote in and said, I've never played any of these as a kid, uh, so I watched videos of each and made my choices from that. I'll play Friday the 13th. It looks like the only one that could be remotely fun in its current state. I'll remake Jaws, clean up the gameplay. It looks like so much of it is just filler and it's a lot of repetitive fish shooting. And erase Back to the Future. Reminds me way too much of Paperboy and nothing but item gathering as you walk up the street. No wonder so many people say, fuck this game. That game is terrible and it deserves a lot better. I, I actually like Jaws. A lot of people hate that game. I I don't think Jaws is that 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 bad. Well, it, it is bad, but I it's one of my guilty pleasure games. What can I say? Uh, and then Wild Card wrote in and said, "I don't know anything about these games, so I made my wife pick, who also doesn't know anything about these games, but is overall a very more a very more smarter person than I am." <laughs> 
I love that. A race back to the future because it'd be boring or it would be boring because what would you do in that game? I'd play Friday the 13th because you have the horror aspect of the game and horror is the best. And I'd remake Jaws because it was the last option and we play by the rules here. Now, not only did you get red because I like the fact that you play by the rules wild card, but I like that your name is wild card and you just let your wife pick for you. I hope that's why you're called wild card because in every aspect of life, you just let her make the choice. I... That I like, I like, I good answers this week. I uh, I like it. I am reluctantly agreeing with the majority this week, as did Quintuple Secret Probation Silver, who wrote in and said that's an easy one. Remake Back to the Future, a perfect film franchise deserves a perfect game. Play Friday the Thirteenth. Realize that game sucks so much. Blow the cartridge into the fire, or throw the cartridge into the fire and melt that sucker away. Then give myself homemade electroshock therapy and forget that horrible game and fry my brain too much because I'm not a doctor with a fancy diploma, but at least my last two functional brain cells are proud that I followed the rules of that game. Oh, and I guess erase Jaws. <laughs> Sound logic, quintuple secret probation. Uh, I myself, I'm going to play Friday the 13th because of these three games, it's the only one I haven't played. And I, I don't like to erase games I haven't tried. I'm going to remake Back to the Future because that game fucking sucks. And you're right. that I love those movies and that franchise deserves better. Fuck, I hate that game. And I'm going to erase Jaws because while I like it, I want to play the one I haven't played and I want to remake the one that needs it more. Jaws is fine. It's a good, like, 20-minute time killer. But Back to the Future deserves a good game, and I got to try Friday the 13th. So I'll unfortunately erase Jaws. Plus, I'm terrified of sharks. All right, that's it, everybody. We got to uh, we gotta move on. We got to get into what I've been playing, and I'm going to get to all that in just a minute, or that and Dick Tracy, pardon me. I'm tired. We're going to get to all that in just a minute because I got to stop for possibly a quick word from one of our precious, precious sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody, your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Or maybe not. But if we had a sponsor, thank you so much for sponsoring this train wreck of a show. What have I been playing over the last week? I've been playing Doom 3. It's done. We're going to be reviewing that in about three weeks here on the show. Should be a lot of fun. I've been playing Dead Space Remake. It is superb, assuming you like Dead Space, which I do. And I'm still playing Marvel's Midnight Suns, and it's still fucking awesome. I still fucking love it. And I am starting Legend of Dragoon today. So 
we'll be reviewing that, I don't know, in like two months when I finally get that fucking game done. That's it. All right, let's talk Dick Tracy. That's why your kids are here. As always, I like to give our listeners a chance to sound off before my guests and I hog the spotlight. Johnny CCDC said, hands down, an underappreciated game from the NES library. Sure, it's wonky. It has lots of things that aren't implemented correctly, but the sleuthing and figuring out who done it is on point, and Dick Tracy is a game that I've come back to and played time and time again. I loved this game. I don't know if I would say it's underappreciated because I don't think it's that good, but I like it. So I'll, I, I I do think it's clever and I do think the sleuthing and figuring stuff out is on point. I like that. I, I think it's a good game. I just think, I don't know. I get why everybody else hates it. I understand why so many people hate it. Uh, Victor from Agina said, as a kid, I loved it. I'm sure it's aged terribly, though. In hindsight, it felt like the first attempt at what eventually turned into a GTA-style free-roaming game. Yeah, and my brother and I get into that. It totally has aspects of OG GTA, which is fucking... It's, it's incredible, quite frankly. It also kind of reminds me of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which, oh, which we're going to get into. The Big Deal said, I could have sworn I played this game growing up and I wrote a whole long rant about it, but then I realized I had no clue about this game and I was actually thinking of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's, you'd swear that it was like a copy and paste of the driving scenes from these two games. It's exactly the same. Well, it's not, but it looks like it. Uh, James Juan Francesco said, all I can remember about this game is getting very angry the weekend that I rented it. Yep, it's fucking impossible to figure out when you're a kid. I get that. Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Banjo-Tooie. Said, my favorite part of Dick Tracy is when Dick Tracy looked at his partner, Cock Drawy, and said, it's Dick Tracing time and traced all over the bad guy's dicks or something. I've I've never seen Dick Tracy, so I'm like... I'm like 92% sure that's fake, but the other 8% of me is like, now I gotta see this fucking movie. Because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and Chris Coplin is going to wrap it all up and said, you could have played the Sega one. I'm just saying. Well, you know what, Chris? I couldn't because I didn't even know there was a fucking Sega one. So, um, And I feel like it's just going to turn into the Aladdin thing where everyone's going to argue about which one's better. I didn't know there was a Sega, Dick Tracy. Is it the same as this? I'll have to look into it later. We're talking the NES one right now. That's why we're fucking here. So I'm gonna first I'm gonna start talking to my boy Hagel Waffle about why he wanted to sponsor this episode so much. And then my brother Josh and I are gonna talk about why this game is good and bad at the same fucking time. And we can't do that until I cue up the music I'm gonna do right now. And when it stops, Hagel Waffle, my brother Josh and I are gonna talk Dick Tracy for the NES, which originally released in North America in August of 1990. And no, I still can't fucking beat it. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right. So as I'm sure I've said during the infamous intro and all, you guys know how it works by now. Uh, this is one of our, uh, I got to come up with a term for it yet. I like prestigious doesn't work. Cause that's start with an S whatever. This is one of our sought after sponsored episodes. That's not bad. And uh, joining me via the, I guess it's not the blank phone. It's the blank zoom this week uh, is a longtime supporter of the show and very patient supporter of the show because you picked this game like a fucking year ago and I've just been slow as shit. And that is uh Hago waffle. How's it going, buddy? Hey, it's good, man. I, I yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's sought after this uh, this game, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll think of something for the sponsored episodes. Oh yeah, we'll get it, dude. It's funny that you fucking. It's funny that you picked this game because, like, I I rented this a couple of times as a kid and played it, and I couldn't figure it out. Which is what most of the people that have seen that we're going to talk about this game, they're like, I played that. They're like, I don't know how to fucking play it, but I played that. But my younger brother, who's going to be the guest on this episode, like is a fucking prodigy this game it's so fun he knows every he knows every enemy every every it's so fucked up how well he knows this game 
Uh, and I'm excited to talk about it because I wanted to give this game an episode of the show, but I was like, I've never gotten past the first level until <laughs> this past week when I finally started to get good. So I'll ask you, Hego Waffle, what... <laughs> Why? Why Dick? Of all the game, and I'm not judging, but of all the games, why Dick Tracy? Yeah, I think you know it starts with I got I got to tell you where where I, my gaming kind of history is here to to just give you the the context. Yeah. And so growing up, uh, my mom's I had an NES, um, at my dad's house I had a Super Nintendo, but for whatever reason I never took the Super Nintendo back and forth. And then eventually, at my mom's I got a Dreamcast. So from like NES to Dreamcast. I just had the NES Jesus, and that's I, a had jump. Like six, I had six games. Okay. I had Mario Duck Hunt, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which, all right, cream of the crop. That's sure. good stuff. Yeah. And then I had Jeopardy, not the kids Jeopardy, adult Jeopardy, which not good for a seven-year-old who doesn't know how to spell. I just, I would like to, I would just like to say as a 39 year old man, <laughs> I don't want to play that. I think I've answered five Jeopardy questions in my life and they're all sports questions. So yeah. sorry, continue. I just, yeah. that's a terrible yeah. game for a kid. Yeah. Not good. I had uh, one of those Quattro adventures, which yes, is technically four games, but they all are awful. Is that the one with I the had... gold cartridge with like Dizzy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Dizzy. I remember that. Yeah. That game, those games fucking suck. Sorry. Yeah. yeah they suck. Oh, Line of space had super Robin hood and boomerang <laughs> kid. Yes. Yeah. That, nonstop. Yeah. Then I had, uh, Mario's missing. Oh Christ. Classic and Dick Tracy. Wow. And so once you beat Mario and Ninja turtles, those, those have like, you come back to them every couple of months, but in between there, what do you play? And it was Dick Tracy. Cause I, yeah. like, I, I'm not very good at games. Like, I'm not quick. I'm not, like, great at tactically moving. Yeah. But, you know, I can memorize like crazy. And sure. that's all this game was, was just memorizing what to do, when, where to go, where things were. And if you just ran through it enough, you could get good. Well, and, and that's, that's yeah. That's and, like, and I, okay, thank you. Because, like, so I've been playing it on streams and stuff for the last couple of weeks to get ready for this this episode. And as a kid, I never understood, like, I would just drive around in the fucking cop car and <laughs> go into levels and die. And then that would be it. Like when I sat down and started replaying it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like it gives you, you know, it tells you, you know, like, you know, go to fifth and B and then you find a clue. And then it's pretty fairly easy to figure out. Like as a kid, it'd be hard. But now I'm like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do now to me. Like the thing and you nailed it is like you go into these fucking the side scrolling parts. And there's just people around every shooting. And like the second they fucking come to the screen, they shoot you. And the only way to know is to just play it over and over again until you fucking know where they are. Like that has to be all it is. is it is. You know, and I, I want to go out there and say like, I am under no delusion. I know this game is rough, um, but it's, yeah, I think I sent it to you, man. This is my Bart versus the space mutants. Yeah. yeah. I know it's not a great game, but it's, you know, it's my childhood sure. game. And so uh, I'm glad you, you got a chance to try it. I mean, actually, uh, I was watching the streams of you do it, and I know you didn't technically save state on the passwords. Yeah. But to make matters worse, if you actually use the password like option, those snipers come back. That's such a every joke. single time. Fucking such a joke. And it's like, and the one like to me, okay. So I want to say, and I'm, I'm gonna get more into it. Like I, I try to let you have the because like my brother and I are gonna hog the microphone here in a little bit. But like, yeah, yeah. by and large, like I, I think this game is very. Um, it, it, like I think it's got a lot of like there's some creative ideas here like it's not just a boring side scroller I'll give it that it's just so fucking hard 
it's just so hard. One life, start <laughs> from scratch. Fuck. And I, I get that's what NES, because the game's probably, like, I'm assuming you've beaten it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What is it, like an hour long, probably? Uh, Yeah, I think you, if you're good an hour, if you go like me, where at parts, you, you crawl through that hour and a half, hour 40. Right. So, like, if you don't make it super hard in one life and you have to start from scratch, then a kid like you fucking has this game to beat and, and you beat it in a, in a day and you're like, well, that yeah. sucks. You know, like it has to give you some replay, but like, Jesus Christ. So like, wait, did you, so, cause you and I are approximately the same age. You were yeah. playing this back in the day without the internet. You couldn't Google walkthroughs and shit like that. No, um, I mean, when, when kids like, like you who, who had good games were drawing like Link and Zelda maps. I had this Dick Tracy thing in a notebook <laughs> drawn out. All right. Sniper here, three snipers <laughs> here, watch out there. Like that's what I had to do. And so, I, yeah. My I just, grid system was locked down. I just imagine you like go to school as a and like like most of the kids on the school bus are like, man, did you find the the warp whistle in Mario three? And you're like, I caught Scarface and Dick Tracy, or I don't know, I don't know yeah. any other fucking names I've ever seen the movie, but okay. and everyone's like, what the fuck? Why are you playing Dick Tracy? It's like that's the game I fucking have. So, so that's yes. what I wanted to say. You beat this as a kid, like you didn't. Excuse me, you didn't have to wait to be an adult to have the internet to help you. Like you just got good. Yeah, I, I would sneak, uh, you know, I remember that graph paper that like, uh, it was like tan and it had the lines. I'd sneak yeah. that home and, and that's how I draw my stuff out. It gets to a point where I got stuck for a long time because they start, I think it's like the fourth case. They start being a little loose with the clues. Like it'd say, oh. uh, like, uh, oh, rescued congressman remembers hearing foghorn. You know, as a kid, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know where, where's a foghorn? It doesn't yeah. give you an address. You just got to go to the pier because that's where a foghorn would be because of right. the boats or whatever. But so wait. it gets a little tricky, but once you kind of get through, the nice thing that I'd say about it is if you go to the wrong spot, there's no one there, right? They could load uh, okay. those levels with people and then have you like get all the way through and just be absolutely screwed. But at least if you go to the wrong spot, you can pop out and be like, all right, I, I know no one's that. Let's oh, try the next one. Okay. And I was going to ask that because, like, I don't think I ever went to the wrong spot. So every time I went to a, a level, there was it was enemies everywhere. Um, and I was you were saying that, and I was like, dude, I would have lost my fucking mind if all I had to do was go <laughs> down by the water and start going into every fucking level until I found one that had, like, so if you go into the wrong one, it's just, you just leave. You just go in, it says door, you just go back out. Okay. And- all right. As that's a, actually as a good. Kid. That's a good idea. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, that's one of the good things they did. Um, I mean, there's some good ideas and there's some good ideas if they would have comboed it with the other, like, you know, master system and the game boy, like you could have made one like Frankenstein decent game sure. out of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as a kid, the, the only way I could get really far is I, I, I think as you call it, I cheesed it a bit. Yeah. So like the very first level you go to, if you get the, the pattern down, you can jump over every guy. You can run all the way to the end, start it over, and you can load up on your Tommy gun. You can get 50 of those ridiculous super punches that bounce oh. everyone over the screen. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just love set for like the next two cases. Everyone you punch just goes, you know, spinning like they're, they're right. on the I see. Oh, that's screen. smart. That's but you know what? That's what we had to do back in the day. That yeah. was part of beating these games was finding a way to fucking cheese them a little bit. They were yes. like, it was just too hard not to. Otherwise, I okay. So then I'll ask you then, 
like the floor is your, like, I get why you picked this game. Cause every kid had an NES game that they had to play over and over. Cause that was what they had. But, uh, so I'll just, the floor is yours. Is there any, like what maybe you've already covered everything you like, but like, what else do you like and hate about this game? Cause I have some shit I love, but I have some shit. Like, I don't think angry Adam's going to come out, but fucking perturbed Adam is going to fucking <laughs> pop up. So by all means, the floor is yours. What, what do you love and hate about this fucking game? Yeah. So, so I'll go with love, uh, start starting with that. I mean, so at first the music's great. It is. That turns into a hate, right? You close your eyes. It just plays in your head. <laughs> yes, it does. Just <laughs> um, but you know, I think, I think there's some, some good things, right? I liked, uh, uh, as once I got to like nine and I was kind of like understanding the world, like there's that, the blonde breathless Mahoney that hits on you the whole time. Which Dude. Like, All right, there we yeah. go. Right. Like you she know, says some, she says some bad things, like things that like as a kid, I was like, she like says something about like what she'd do with her lips or something. And I was like, Oh, she wants to kiss me. And, and now yeah. I like, as an adult, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> but but zookeeper, right. <laughs> those monkeys are killing each other. Uh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So I, and then, you know, this was one of those games where, like, when I'm playing it in the top down, like, I know it looks like, you know, GTA 1 where you're yeah. just running and shooting. But, like, in my head, you know, like, I'm ducking behind the car. I'm, like, using my imagination to really kind of put yourself in that shoe. So it felt more like a, an action game. And it felt like, you know, it felt cool because Dick Tracy was a big deal in the 90s. I mean, you couldn't. They had, uh, I mean, the game, the movie came out and it had, you know, Pacino, it had Warren Beatty, it had Charlie Corsmo, which was like one of the best kid actors who I know none of these people are probably ringing uh, true with you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've never um, seen it, but I know, but but I, I get it though. I, I yeah. Everybody knew Dick Tracy. Agreed. Yeah, I agreed. Even and, I knew. Yeah. Yeah. The walkie talkie watch. There was, I mean, McDonald's games. I, yeah. I think as a kid, I had the like shaving kit where it was just like little plastic razors and like, <laughs> but like yeah. everything was dick tracy and so um when i got this game it's just like every time i went in to punch someone it you know i was imagining the fight with like steve the tramp in the movie where he's like beating him up to save the kid and so for me like it just it just hit the the right imagination key of like this is awesome sure but then there's a lot of stuff that suck about it um you know, you mentioned in one of your playthroughs, that blue car. When you get in the car chase, like, you, you're screwed. You're going to get hit. There's, uh, it's, Thank you. I'm like, if there's a way to avoid getting hit by this thing, no. I, I don't, like, to me, the only strategy is you just mash shoot as fast as possible and try to take it out before it hits you two or three times. Yeah, I don't know how then, else then to not go, Then not go too far, because then it'll spin and keep hitting oh, you. Oh, fuck. Which yeah. Which is absurd. Fuck, um, ridiculous. The yellow car, which I don't know why NES hates yellow cars. Maybe somebody... <laughs> like the RC Pro Am, like another yellow yeah. is a pain in the ass. Um, the other thing that I didn't like is the controls suck. Um, you know, like it's hard if you don't land right on one of those pier like poles, you're going in the water. Yeah. Um, if you get to a point where you forgot where you're supposed to go, and it's one of those like, I don't know, I just pick up crates at second and F, and then you like, you know, you leave. And you've got to go to like dinner or you put, you know, you cover the light so they don't know. And then you come back and you're like, oh crap, what did he say? Yeah. Stuff goes into the notepad. It's so, I'm like, why do you have the notepad? Like the notepad concept is excellent. 
If you're stuck, go back to the police station. Look at your notes. Why the fuck doesn't he write everything down? I thought he's supposed to be like yes. the world's greatest detective. You're right. And like, it happened to me on stream where I was like, fuck, I don't remember what it said. And because I'm talking to the chat or something. And now I'm like, now nah, I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to go. Fuck you, yeah. Tracy. Fucking illiterate piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, last ones I'll say. Right. We all know it's hard. Uh, safes. Dude, those safes suck. I know you got knocked out on the closed oh, window one. Yeah. Oh. Dude, the next level, there's a part where you're just walking and they just fall. There's it's, nothing there. They, they just drop from the sky. Yeah, like if you've never played it, it's not like your save. It's like it's like a safe, like a big oh, heavy yeah. lock combination safe. And like they start falling out of windows, and then apparently they start falling out of fucking anywhere. And like they don't trigger until you're under where they'll hit you, and they fall so fast. And it's just yes. a joke. Fuck you. It's, uh, oh, it's a mess. The uh so cheap. And then uh God, uh, before we get into the controls, I know you got something to say about the select and the weapon oh. movements. Uh, I actually had a, a, a thought, and I'll, I'll share it in a second, but the last thing that really cheesed me about this game is when you get to Big Boy, the last guy, you've got like one little badge left. You finally make it to the end guy. You're going to arrest him. And all this time, right, you walk up to the bad guys, you punch him, and it's you get into the That's the it, yeah, yeah. He shoots you. This guy shoots, so I'm coming up, and I'm like, "All right, I got him!" And bang, bang, dead. And you gotta oh, start. Going I would, I would have rage quit so fucking oh. hard. It's oh the only God. guy that does that. The last guy, he'll pull out it and he'll shoot. Um, That's but, so uh, cheap. <laughs> the 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 Tommy gun's useless. I never shot more than one bullet at a time. Same. Because it didn't matter if you weren't aimed at him anyways. It's not like they moved into your yeah like yeah. sight line. And then uh, I thought of an idea. The uh, as you were talking about the select B thing, so so the change weapons you hit select, yeah, and then you got to hit select B with first for the first aid. It's literally, hard. yeah, and just quickly, literally every other item in the game, you 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 go through your inventory with select, and then you hit B to use whatever's equipped. The first aid kit, you need to hold select and push B, but nothing else. Everything else just works, and it's so infuriating. Uh, fuck, I. I'm sorry. I'll rant about it more. That's where that's where a fucking perturbed atom is going to pop up. It's those fucking controls. What were you going to say? Here's, sorry. Here's what I wonder. How many times, because, I, again, I was spying on the stream, you know, those those uh, tear gas. Yeah. Because you thought you were back at, like, yes. And you're like, ah, boom. I wonder if they did that so you don't burn your first aid. I, like, maybe. Because it's so used, like, you need it. Now, I think you should be able to punch when you have the first aid up and why that's, not just leave that option. But that's all I want is yeah. Like you, you fucking scroll through your inventory of the first aid kit selected by accident. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. like enemies are coming up and just teeing off on me. And Dick Tracy's just standing there with his dick in his hand because it's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm on first aid kit. So B doesn't do anything. And it's like, if I have yeah. to hold select to use the first aid kit, let me just punch. If I push B that's all just that. If I could change anything about this game, <laughs> That's the one thing. It fucking made me so mad. Fuck. I mean, like, I understand that in the NES, they had limited controls. They had four buttons. Like, there's only so much you could fucking do. But And you're probably right. It saves you from burning first aid kits. But that, but you know what? It saves you from burning first aid kits, but then I get punched in the teeth three times without using <laughs> it. And then I have to use it anyways. It doesn't make a fucking difference. Fucking stupid game. The, Fuck you. The, the last thing, I don't think you got into this in the stream, and I wanted to at least bring it up. I don't know if it, it popped up or not, but... As you play this game, if you literally grind it, 
uh, a lot of those windows, you can go up to a blank empty window, punch it, and like something will show up. So there's a oh. lot of hidden things along these levels that as you learn them, you can find like, God, there's no first aid kits in the last two. It's because you got to punch like this random plant and then oh. it like a heart pops up. So it's like a lot of it's just trial and error and getting used to that. Yeah. And that just makes it a little bit easier yeah. um, as we and, go through to find some of those hidden things. And I won't dunk on it for that because that was just part of the NES. It's, it's still frustrating, but it's no different than like when you're playing Castlevania, like, oh, there's meat hidden in the wall. You just have to whip the right brick to fucking, like, I got hidden blocks or, in Mario. Like, I get it. It's just... Or a whole level, or a whole half a game hidden somewhere. Whoa. I mean... Dude, well, don't. Don't. Do not. <laughs> do, you're going to get the Symphony of the Night fucking nerds wound up again, and I don't want to fight Things with that. Things happen. Fucking interesting game. I have a lot to say about this fuck. I can't believe I have as much to say about a game that's only an hour long as I... And I don't know the movie. I don't know any of the fucking source material. I just know he's a detective with a yellow coat, but I... If I, dude, I'm telling you, don't. I know you were like, I'm worried no one's played this. A lot of people have fucking played this. I don't know if anyone's beaten it other than you, but a lot of people have played this fucking game. I think it's because Dick Tracy was everywhere, like you said. It, it um, was, yeah. And I, I was worried when I suggested it because I'm like, dude, there's not a lot here. No, I mean, no. there, there's there's very little. What you know what become be. what's become this the catchphrase around here is if we were able to do a podcast about Duck Hunt. We can do a like, <laughs> then it's like there's enough meat on the bone in other games, and we could do Duck Hunt. Um, I wanted to ask you for a scale, uh, because I like to give the, the guests a chance to come up with a scale. And and you said you have three, I got three options that uh, I, I throw out, let you pick. All right, so here are the three, they're all a little bit apart. There are 15 villains that show up because some okay. repeat case over case. So you all do right. 15 villains throughout the whole game, there's 25 clues. Or Breathless Mahoney, the blonde uh, gal, tries to seduce you in 37 words. Are you kidding me? I, I counted them. There's 37 words. She says the whole game, and all of them are trying to seduce you. So, <laughs> Well, that's pick. the one. It has, to be, it has to be out of 37 words. What's her name? Breathless? Breathless, Breathless Mahoney. Breathless Mahoney. All right. Well, Breathless has got the she. Yeah, I love that. Oh my god, I can't believe you counted them. That might be the best scale in the history of ever the game. All right. So the, I can't believe I'm saying these words. Hanger waffle out of thirty-seven Breathless Mahoney words. How, how many words would you rate <laughs> Tracy on the NES? What a great scale. So I know you've got the Mario tax. Yes. I got to give it. Uh, you know, I don't have a better thing. The, the Hanger waffle credit. Because I didn't own many great games, and this one let me play it. So I'm going to give it a little bump. Uh, so I would start it at about, like, half. I'm going to give it 22 words. All right. 22 out of 37. That should be enough to get in Dick Tracy's pants. 22 of the 37 seductive well, if it words. Was yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Madonna in the movie, maybe. Was Madonna in the movie? Really? I've never seen that movie. Yeah. I might have to watch that movie now. I love Madonna. Wow. All right. Now I'm interested. I wasn't interested, but now I am. I'm I'm a well, and she well, I'm I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna spoil it. No. Tell me she has more than 37 words in the movie, though. She does, and she plays oh, more than one yeah. character. Oh my god. All right, I gotta see this movie. I hope she's Dick Tracy. <laughs> I hope that's the twist that she is Dick Tracy. Um <laughs> all right, 22 seductive words out of 37. I love it. Um we are going to end this in a second. I'm going to queue up to the same fucking two songs that only play in Dick Tracy. And then my brother and I are going to rant about this a lot more. Uh, but let me just say, bro, uh, thank you so much for, for your generosity, for your support, for your fucking patience. Cause it took forever. 
And uh, thank you for bringing me back to this game. Cause I, this is a forgotten chapter of my childhood. And I like this game a lot more than I did a month ago. Like now that I started playing it, I'm like, there's a, there's a decent game here. This is not the worst NES game. <laughs> so thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you for the opportunity, man. It, like I said, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, it's fun to talk to you. It's fun uh, to engage with the group. I'm glad I'm seeing some really funny comments just already on the Patreon. Um, that are i'm just laughing out loud so i'm glad people remember this and uh just yeah have fun and uh, i'm looking forward to listening fuck yeah buddy okay so uh, let me just say, obviously, y'all know we're talking Dick Tracy. Uh, my guest this week, as I've probably said a couple times, is my brother Josh, and I'll get to the introduction and all that in just a second. Let me just say, for all of you that don't, I guess it's literally all of you that have never seen how this records behind the scenes, this is like our eighth fucking attempt at this because I keep fucking up the audio and fucking up everything. God, I suck at this job. Uh, so, oh, fuck, you'd think 234 podcasts, I'd fucking be good at this, but nope. Not yet. So, uh, for like the fifth fucking time, joining me this week by the blank phone, talk Dick Tracy is someone I used to play this game with as a kid, and that is my brother Josh. For the love of Christ, tell me I can hear you. Josh, how are you? Oh, not too bad, Adam. How are you doing? I'm frustrated as fuck, but I can hear you good enough. Let's talk Dick Tracy before I find a way to fuck this up somehow. Um, dude, this game... So, okay... <laughs> Fuck, I, I don't want to say I hate this game because I don't hate this. I actually, frankly, think this game by, like, NES standards is a little bit um, uh, ambitious. Like, they tried to do some cool things with it, but this game fucking drives me crazy. So I want to get into this game with you because I know you're good at it and you could beat it and all that kind of stuff. I just have to – I've never seen this movie. I've never seen anything Dick Tracy. So I don't know any of these characters aside from this game. So I'm just going to ask quick, do you know, like, the movies or the TV? I, I don't even know what all he's been in. Do you know anything about this guy? Um, A little bit. I remember there was an old cartoon show, but I only ever saw, like, two episodes. And when we were kids, we actually had those audio book comic books. You know, you put the cassette in and you it'll listen, you listen oh, yeah. to it and it reads out everything from the comic books. So yes. There's, like, sound effects and everything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we had a Dick Tracy book. I totally forgot about that. We did, yeah. I had the cassette. I used to probably read it like every couple of months as a kid. It's uh, you. All you did now is all you've done is let out the like. As I talk about how I like to read on the show, and now all you've done is expose that I don't actually read. I just listen to the books on tape. Ever since I was a kid, I listened to the children's books on tape. Like I just, I don't know fucking bubkiss about dick tracy other than like he's a detective that wears a yellow jacket so just for the record now that i know that if if we miss something that's like a reference to a movie or something like that fucking don't yell at me i haven't seen any goddamn movies all right if it wasn't in our stupid comic book on tape i probably don't know fuck all about it uh so I'll ask you then, Josh, because I, I I have a lot to say about this fucking game i've been replaying it to get ready for this episode you actually gave me the physical copy of this game that we had when we were kids um, for the NES. Uh, I'll ask you, like, do you like, I know you can beat it, but like, do you like this game? When I feel like torturing and punishing myself, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, okay. And I get that. Cause like everyone's got like, and the, everyone's got stupid NES games 
that were notoriously difficult, but that they found a way to beat it. Like I could do that with Bart versus the Space Mutants. You could do that with Dick yeah, Tracy. Yeah, I only got to like the third level on that one. Exactly, but you could do Dick Tracy. But cheat <laughs> Everybody's got these stupid NES games that are just notoriously difficult that they can beat. But like as a so like as an adult now, I understand what I'm supposed to do. Kinda, I still can't beat this fucking game, but I get it. But like. I remember you renting this a lot when we were kids and I, I never really played it. I'd like play it for a few minutes. I couldn't figure out what to do. And I was like, ah, oh, this is fucking stupid. And I'm going to go play Mega Man or fucking whatever. But like, what, how, like, why, what is it about this game? Like, why keep playing this fucking game? Like I get it now as a 39 year old man, it makes sense, but you can't tell me this game made sense to like fucking six year old Josh. Well, the first level did, but, Beyond that, no, like, as a kid, my biggest problem was I like it just because you could, you know, run around and shoot people. Yeah. It, and <laughs> you know, it's like poor man's Grand Theft Auto at the that's, time, I guess. That's exactly where I was going. I, I was streaming this game to get ready for this podcast. And if you've never played it, you guys, uh, listening to this, basically the game is split up between, like, a city view where it looks like vintage GTA and you drive around in a cop car. And you go from like building to building and then the, the parts where you actually enter the buildings and it becomes like a side scroller, uh, action shooter, puncher game. And we'll kind of talk about both, but like to me, like the, the game, I actually was quite surprised. Like the game, like the top down city driving part looks surprisingly good. I, oh, like, for any answer, right? Like I'm looking at it and there were people that were coming by my stream being like, is this GTA? And it's like, it's got the little badges in the corner, which are your health, but they look like the badges from GTA. And it's got that top-down view. And I was like, I could, I could see if, if you, if someone had never played this and you told them this was what GTA was on the NES, I think you could convince somebody of that. Oh, probably. I mean, you got random guys shooting at you from rooftops, like. Which is so. cars just spawn out of fucking nowhere and they all look the exact same. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And like, and let me say, first of all, whoever designed this fucking city is a maniac, because the city fucking sucks. But like, it's just, and that's what it does. So like, you start out the first mission, and you have to like solve a case, and you get one clue, and then all you can do is like look at headshots, look at your notepad where you've written down. And this is one of the things about this game that bugs me is that Dick Tracy only writes down some of the clues. Which fucking burns my ass because you'll like, and the, the first clue will be like, oh, go to fifth and C because all the buildings have like a number and a letter in them. So you go to fifth and C and you fight the bad guys, you make your way to the end and then there's a bad guy there and then you can interrogate the bad guy and then the bad guy will give you like a tip and then you can follow that tip to the next clue and so on and so forth. But like, is it not stupid to you that like when Dick Tracy goes back to his office between missions and you sit down. He doesn't write down everything they tell him. He only writes down every second or third thing they tell him. So if you're not paying attention and one of the bad guys tells you where to go and you're not listening, you're fucked. Yeah, you have to go back through and reinterrogate the guy, which yeah. means you got to kill all the fucking thugs again. It's oh, and yeah. It's so <laughs> stupid cuz it's like it's already cryptic enough. And like as a kid I had no fucking idea. As an adult I started playing it and I was like, "Okay, so I go to 5th and D." And then 5th and D is like, "Oh, uh, I dealt with a guy with, and I know this isn't the right clues, but like, all oh, right, I dealt with the guy with the big head or, and then you go back to the office and look at the mug shots and find the guy with the big head. And he likes to hang out at fourth and Q 
Q. So then you go to fourth and Q and like, I get how they're, and I, and I do like that concept, but I, I, I just like, that's my first gripe. And I have a few gripes about this. And I want to say, I like this game. I have a lot of gripes about it, but at the end of the day, I like it. But like, that's one of my biggest gripes is I'm like, this guy's supposed to be this like hall of fame, legendary detective. And he doesn't write down shit. Fucking drives me up the goddamn wall. And then yeah, like you he said, only writes down the actual clues, like when there's the big word flashing clue at a table or something. He's gonna write that down. Yeah. But otherwise, like you said, you fight your way through these fucking buildings and these and the side scrolling building parts are the hardest part of the game. They're fucking vicious. And then you get to the end and then you interrogate a guy and he gives you a clue. And if you're not paying attention, like, and I happened to be a couple of times I was streaming and I was like talking to the stream and not really paying attention. And then all of a sudden I find out like, no, now I'm fucked because I didn't write it down. Now I have to fight my way all the way back through this fucking level again. And it's, and if you die once, like you, there is no lives. If you die once, no, it's, it's over. You go down. <laughs> oh, it's all the way back to the beginning of the case. And you have to start from scratch. And I don't know, but I assume that even if you know where to go, you have to play through the level in order. Like you can't say at the end of the level, you know, it's going to take you to like six and I, you can't just go to six and I and arrest the bad guy. You have to do every step along the way. No, because if you don't have all the clues and you try to arrest the bad guy, the chief is like, well, you don't have all the evidence that you need to do that. And then you get in trouble. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like, I, I will say that like, we're going to get into the more of the intricacies of Dick Tracy, but I have to like when you look at it like that, Josh. Like you've got notepads, you've got mug shots, you got to drive around and look for clues. Like you said, you you can't. I mean, you have the option to arrest people anytime you want, but if you arrest people without enough evidence, you lose and just get in trouble. Like I, I'm not saying that necessarily this is a good game, but I re I respect how I'm. This is not the worst movie licensed game on the NES by a long shot. Like, they tried. I respect For that. For a detective game, I think it was a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah, I had some but people... of course, it has a Nintendo middle finger of being ridiculously tough. Yeah, it's got that NES tough thing. I had people... You played... I didn't play it, but you played L.A. Noir, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I actually really liked that game. <laughs> yeah, I thought you did. I had people in the stream saying this was like NES L.A. Noir. Pretty close. Like, you know, L.A. Noir, you got to find all the clues and... The interrogation now in Noir was way better. But. Of course, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, that's what I mean, though. Like, it's ambitious. Like, you, you and I are both big Ghostbusters fans, and we used to rent Ghostbusters all the time. And like, and I love like to make a good Ghostbusters video game should be so easy. And the NES Ghostbusters game is fucking horrendous. It's awful. Oh yeah, it really is. I could never get very far on that one. No, it's terrible. And like, it's not even fun. And like, you look at this game, and I understand. Uh, I guarantee you, a lot of people listening that played this growing up are like, "I didn't know what to do. It was too hard. I was lost all the time." I get it, but I, I, as I grow older and I go back and play NES games, I have a bit more appreciation for the ones that tried to do something outside of the box. You know, they knew the technology was limited, and they they tried to get inventive and come up with new ideas and stuff. And I. I, I respect that. They could have made this just a side. Maybe, frankly, maybe this would have been a better game if it had just been go from level to level, beat up the bad guys, catch the villain, and 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 win. But I respect that they tried to put in all the investigations and gathering evidence and stuff. I think it's a cool... To me, where it falls apart is how fucking hard it is. But I like the idea of it. Yeah, it's like early world, like uh, early time, like open world kind of game. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like you can go wherever you want, but if you go to an address that's not involved in the case, like, I'm sure you did. 
it's just a single room and you can't go anywhere. Yeah, you don't even do that. Which, admittedly, I like that. So, yeah, like, there's, I, I have no idea how many buildings you can go into this game, but there's quite a few that you can go into. And if you go to the wrong building, there's just nothing there and you just leave. And I actually didn't realize that until uh, we were recording the first part of this podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, I forgot about that. But I will say, like, that's better than showing up to every single level in this fucking city full of bad guys fighting all the way through and then finding out you went to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, but then you think, like, what the hell kind of city is this? There's a billion thugs and two cops. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking that I was thinking that too. Like I always, every time I watch anything, Batman, I'm just like, why would anybody live in Gotham? This just seems like a horrible city. And that you're right. All those thugs, they just go after the police and then they own the city. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you're right. It could be a lot worse, but it's still so. Okay. So step one is figuring out where you have to go. And I, I, really sincerely i the only gripe i have because to me like this game breaks down to three parts and it's figuring out where to go driving around and then the side scrolling parts and of those three factors the figuring out where you're supposed to go i i think now i've only gotten to the third of five cases i can't beat the third case but i i think it's actually kind of intuitive and i and i and i like because sometimes it won't just tell you you have to go to like fourth and d you know there's like one level where uh, you find like a back scratcher with an eye uh, carved into it. And then you go back to your mug shots and you flip through the six mug shots. And one of the characters names is itchy, I think. And you're like, well, yeah, that's... Was itchy. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, well, that must be the eye guy. Cause that's the name that starts with I. And then it tells you he's at seventh and H. So then you go there to catch him. I like that. I actually think that part's really clever. My only major gripe is that Dick doesn't write everything down. So if you're not paying attention, you lose clues. But then when we were talking about this, uh, when I was talking about this game uh, beforehand uh, with Hago, he was saying, because you've beaten this game, he said in the last couple of cases, there's some somewhat cryptic clues that aren't as obvious as the as the first couple. Oh, no, for sure. Like The fifth case alone can get... like. You know who it is right off the bat, pretty much. Right. You but just again, need the you evidence. have to collect the evidence in order to go after the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was saying that, like, the clues don't become as obvious as, like, like he said, oh, what was the example he used? There was something like uh, you could hear a foghorn. And so he's like, so clearly you have to go somewhere near the water, but then you're going down to the water and going through those, trying to figure out where you're supposed to go and everything. Oh, the fucking dark levels are the worst. Yes. And then, okay, so then let's use that. Like, did I forget anything? Like, is there anything that I've missed from the fucking stupid-ass actual solving of the cases before we get on to the the action parts? Like, is there anything that I've forgotten about that you're like, oh, no, I also there's this, or are we pretty well good on the solving cases? Oh, the one other thing was, like, like you were saying about the mug shots. You get six permission or, you know, case. And out of those six, only three of them have something to do with the case. Right. So if you pick one of the other three, you get in trouble. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you only get in trouble a couple of times for the boss is like, you're a horrible detective. You're off the case. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. And then he just fires you. And I'm like, dude, I'm the only one out here doing any fucking work. Pound sand. How about one of you fucking yeah, help me? Yeah, there's not one other fucking cop car in the city. Yeah. <laughs> fucking useless pieces of shit. Um... Okay, so then, yeah, so you mentioned the dock place. So let, let, let's get into the – so 
once you know where you have to go, well, you know what? Let's just, I guess let's do them in order. So like we've talked about the solving the clues. Once you know where you have to go, then you enter the fucking part where it's like top down Grand Theft Auto style where you're driving your cop car around this city. And I remember as a kid finding the driving controls hard, but playing it now, I actually don't find the, the driving part hard. It's the fucking goddamn everything that hurts you. That's hard, but actually, oh, yeah, just... like the driving is easy. It automatically makes you drive on the right side of the road. Yeah, and like all that kind of crap. But like I said earlier, you, you got the snipers on the rooftop, and if you're in your car and they shoot the car, you take damage. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing about it is, like, so yeah, if you've never played it, picture old school GTA. It's that top down view, and you're driving around in this city, and there's these like tiny, tiny little snipers up sitting on top of, of random buildings, just shooting at your cop car. And you, like, until you've, <clears throat> excuse me, until you've played the game a few times, your only choice is either rip through the city and hope that they don't shoot you or they'll crawl. hit you if you go at full speed no matter what. Okay. Well then there you go. So you can't do that. Yeah. So then you have to, you have to crawl through this city and like just scour these roofs for these fucking random snipers and they're so hard to spot. And every time I think there's none around, then all of a sudden I take damage because I get shot by one of it. So then, and then to shoot them, you can only shoot at like certain angles from your car. So you have to basically hit stop, get out of your car, walk around to line up the shot and shoot these fucking snipers. And it's just so, I don't understand what the point of these fucking snipers is. It's so frustrating. They're just annoying. No, because... Even reading the comics and everything, there was never a mention of hundreds of random snipers in the city looking for the cops. No, <laughs> it's fucking ah. Uh. And then now I played it on um, my NES Classic. I'll be honest, I played on my NES Classic, and I was using I wasn't save stating my way through the game, but you know how there's the passwords. When I would beat a case, instead of writing down the password, that's when I would save. And that way That's I was like, I too. right. So that way, when I want to hop back in, instead of having to enter a password, I just load my save and I'm back at the start of whatever quest I was on at that time. But then Hagel was telling me, and you've told me this too, that the fucking snipers, they stay dead when you play the same file over. But if you put in your password, like if you have to walk away and you come back and put a password in, uh, they're all back. They're <laughs> all back. And now you have to fucking crawl around the city, taking them out again. Fuck you. That's but such like, BS. I'm sure you remember it in the very since you said you beat the first couple of cases. Yeah. In the first case, you have to do a dock mission, and there's four snipers on one roof. Yes. Yeah. Oh, when you're driving up and the side. And you're also in a car chase when you drive by them. So you're going at full speed, just mashing the shit out of the shoot button to take out this car in front of you, and then all of a sudden you take like. Half your health is gone because these four snipers just blew the hell out of you. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. So, the snipers, yeah. Josh is talking. There's this one part where you're driving alongside the fucking docks, and there's this long building, and yeah, there's just like a four fucking snipers or three or four of them just sitting up there. And then your only choice is to hop out of the car and, and just kind of move around and hope they can't hit you and try to pick them all off. And you almost like when you're new, especially like you're taking damage because you don't know they're fucking there. And then the other. So that's one of the things that can hurt you on the main map is the snipers on the roof. The second thing that can hurt you are there just random civilian driven like yellow cars that 
Like, oh. they hurt you when you touch them, and they're pretty easy to avoid, with the exception of when you try to go back to that fucking starting police station, which is at the end of that dead-end road, and there's a oh, yellow oh, car. Oh, a car that fucking spawns, and he drives right at you. Yeah, he pulls a Yui in front of you, and you need to leave this guy, like, 30 car lengths, because the way he turns, he's going to hit you. And then that takes damage. And then, to top all that off, sometimes when you come out of missions, you have to just go into the car chase. Like, I love the car chase concept. It's awesome. It's classic. Every kid grew up, you know, playing the car chase cops and robbers thing. And you come out of a mission and you have to chase these blue cars and just mass shoot and just pump them full of bullets and slow them down. But what's BS about them is there's no way to dodge. If I'm wrong, tell me. There's no way to dodge the bullets they're shooting back at you. You just have to mass shoot and try to kill them before they hit you too many times no i i yeah i don't i've never found a way to dodge it and one of the problems i've always had as a kid is that when you finally kill their car it just spins in circles in the one spot and if you happen to get close to it it hits you like boom 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 and you lose like fucking like six hits yeah (laughs) Ah, so you like, so you'll come out of, excuse me, sorry, I've had a lot of comedy shows this weekend, everybody, my throat's a little bit hoarse. So you come out of this fucking, you come out of a level, and then the getaway music starts playing right away, and then you see the blue car, and you gotta drive behind it, and you, and like, your only choice is to just mash attack, and pump it full of, I don't know how many times you have to shoot it, like 20 or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's a fair amount. Yeah, and so you have to like, so you just mash attack and try to fill it with bullets before... Uh, because every once in a while it'll shoot a bullet back at you and take away some of your health. And we'll get into your health in a minute too, because you have a very finite amount of health in this fucking game. But then when you finally shoot it enough times to stop it, it does this crazy spin out, but you don't know when it's going to fucking spin out. And so if you're not quick on your brakes, then your car gets too close. And then while it's spinning, you're at, it, it hits you like five times. It's such, it's such crap. Those, I love those car chase parts, but they're so it's, impo- I have no idea if it's even possible to get through them without taking damage. I have no idea. No, I, I, I think the most I've ever done is like two damage. And that's just because he shot me twice. Yeah. Twice, I spun out his car and I stopped in time. And <laughs> keep in mind, if you didn't already take out a bunch of the snipers, there's going to be goddamn fucking snipers shooting at you while you're doing it too, which is just fuck you. Dick. It like, gets so hard it is such a hard and when i beat the first case getting ready to replay it for the show i was like this isn't as hard as i remember this isn't that bad and then the second case starts to get a little tougher and then by the third case fuck me fuck me and we haven't even gotten into the side scrolling levels which is where the shit really hits the fan um oh yeah and and we're gonna get to that part and oh boy like i'm trying to keep angry adam under control because i'm tired and i don't hate this game enough to get angry but he's right on the cusp uh, and so we're going to get into the side scrolling and all that stuff in just a second. First, we're going to take a quick pause for a possible word from our sponsor. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, it doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. 
which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do, and you lose your work, a backup is waiting for you. And it's not a backup from yesterday, it's a backup from the last 15 minutes. Come on now, that's... It's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Or maybe not. I don't know. If we had a sponsor, thank you, sponsor, for sponsoring the show. Uh, dude, the fucking health in this game. Your your health is, is, is four cop badges in the corner. And every time you get hit, if I'm not mistaken, you lose like half of a cop badge. Yeah, um, exactly. You can take nine hits because for some reason you're still alive when you have no health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you have eight hits and then the ninth one is when you have no badges and then if you get hit... It's over. And, like, when I say hit, like Josh said, when you're on the overworld, if you bump into a civilian car, you take damage. If a sniper shoots you, you take damage. If the fucking getaway car shoots you, you take damage. If the getaway car blows up and spins and touches you, you take a whole bunch of damage. But then when you... The only thing I can think of quick, actually, with with the sniper, too, is if you're out of your car and they shoot your car, you don't take damage. Yeah. So you can actually go behind your car and then they can't hit you and you can shoot over your car to hit them. Oh, I didn't know. I I, I didn't know you could shoot over your car. I was just like, I would see them and I would just kind of move around until they took a shot and missed because they only shoot like every day. That's exactly what I did because they shot only like six or seven seconds. Yeah. Usually just lure out a shot. And then line up a shot and take them out. (laughs) Yeah, and then take them out. But I never knew you could hide behind your car. Fuck. So, So all of those things take damage. And if you manage to get to the level that you have to go to without getting picked off by snipers or crashing in to horrible drivers or anything, then you go into the side-scrolling parts of the game. And, oh, my God. Okay, I don't even know where to fucking start with these. I Oh, you know what? Let's start with a positive. Um, my opinion, for an NES game, much like the graphics in the top-down driving part, I actually think the side-scrolling parts look pretty good. Like the backgrounds are colorful, they're nice. You're in like you're in like alleyways, and the piers are a pain in the ass. We'll get into the difficulty, but like Dick Tracy looks good. The enemies are good. They're all big and they're easy to tell what they are. And I I think they look quite nice actually. Like for an NES game, it looks pretty solid. Yeah, it's like between NES and not quite Super Nintendo, but no, no, no. But it looks you know it's it's not it's, it's still not pretty hideous. good. Yeah, it's not hideous. Um, but then you get into the fucking, the difficulty of these fucking levels and 
Oh God. Uh, you know what? I'll just, I'm going to just, I'm going to shut up for a second. If, what are, what are your thoughts on these side scrolling levels? I need to collect my thoughts cause I'm still frustrated by these. So like, what do you think of these levels? Do you like these parts? Like, what do you like better? The driving or these side scrolling parts? Well, the driving was funner as a kid, but then, you know, playing it as an adult, the side scrolling part is definitely, I think it's funner. Yeah. The, um, cause like anybody who's played the game knows, I didn't know this as a kid. And I would just randomly die all the time. That if you shoot a thug who does not have a gun, you take damage. Oh, fuck me! And, and that, as a kid, yes. I didn't know that, so I just pull out my handgun, run to the level, shooting everybody, and all of a sudden I shoot a guy and I die. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. And before <laughs> before all of you make fun of us and say read the instructions, we were renting this game a lot as kids, and we didn't always get the instructions. Um, yeah, when you go into the levels. Like, there's other enemies, but the primary enemies are either armed or unarmed goons. Hired goons. Who? Hired goons. Um, That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, shout out to anyone that gets that reference. Who? Hired goons. But everybody better get that fucking reference. But, yeah, there's unarmed and there's armed guys. And you can either have your gun out or you can just be throwing fists. And if you shoot, you can punch anybody armed or unarmed. You can punch somebody. And one shot takes them. Most of them down like one punch. Some of them take a few punches. One yeah, shot from your gun. Take like 10, 15 of them when you get to the final case. Oh, fuck. So, like, they'll <laughs> and all they go- move like the speed of light. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, I got a story. I'll get there. So <laughs> you either punch them or shoot them. But like Josh said, if they're unarmed and they shoot you or, and you shoot them, pardon me, you take damage, which I understand that, like, again, that's one of those things where I'm like, that's a clever little mechanic. They're like, you can't shoot it on a cop can't. I mean, we're not getting into a political discussion about the police, but you're not supposed to shoot an unarmed man. Um, And in this game, you can't do that either. But you're right. If you don't realize it, uh, first of all, if you don't know that rule, you're fucked. Because like you said, stupid kid goes into a room shooting everybody and you die before they all die. But the other thing, and this is what pisses me off about this game more than anything about this fucking game, is to scroll through your your uh, items, abilities, whatever, you push select. And when you don't have any first aid kits or tear gas or anything, it's either it's your gun. No, it's either your gun or your punch. And it's easy. You're like, well, if I've got my gun out, then I'm going to, when I push B, I'll shoot. And if my gun's not out, then I will punch. But then you start picking up the oh, fuck. The first aid, the fucking first aid kits. It's a lifesaver, but it's, I I could not figure out how to use the fucking first aid kit as a a kid, ever. So as, oh, fuck me. So as I'm sure you heard during the discussion with Hega Waffle, you have to hold select, then push B to use your first aid kit. Every other item in the game, you just get to it in your inventory and then push B to use it. And what drives me fucking insane, Josh, is that when you, have the first aid kit selected as your active item it you look like you're just ready to punch like it doesn't show you holding a first aid kit it's just dick tracy without his gun in his hand but then those super fast running punching enemies come running at you and i think well i don't have my gun out i can punch these guys and i'm hitting b and nothing's happening and then i realize oh it's because i've got my fucking first aid kit selected so i gotta hit select again to get to my fist but while i'm doing that they've taken like half of my fucking health Cause they come running at you so fast in the second half of the game. And it's just, I I've said it a billion times. If you have to hold select to use the first aid kit, then why not just make it? If you hold select and push B, you'll use the first aid kit. And if you just push B, you'll punch. 
that alone would save me so like did, did that do you know what i'm saying like the amount of times i didn't realize that i couldn't punch because i had my first aid kit selected fuck me i agree with you fully i think the only reason why they did that is so you couldn't just accidentally use up your first aid kit yeah but like but, but i agree like it should be that if you help select and press b first aid if you just press b you can punch yeah <laughs> i frankly listen frankly i think that's a clever idea because even in other games i'm i'm so bad for accidentally using items that I don't mean to use. So I like and like and in this game, I I don't know if I've ever had a tear gas that I didn't waste by accident because I thought I was on punch and hit B and threw a tear gas. So I'm fine with having to hold select to use it because you're right. It does and like and and like you mentioned it a little bit. We'll get into this. Like first aid kits are worth their weight in gold in this fucking game. So I'm fine with not being able to waste them. But like just if, if if just pushing B when I have my first aid kit selected doesn't do anything, then let me defend my fucking self. Fuck me. Ah. It adds so fuck you. It's such BS. Fuck you. Makes Especially so when bad. you get to the later levels and like four or five of those fucking guys come at you punching. Yeah, so okay, so I want to tell my story. So I was on the third case, and like we said, when you die in this case, you have one life. So when you either arrest people incorrectly too many times or you run out of badges. Uh, it's, it's back to the beginning of the, there's a password for each of the five cases, but if you die, you're going back to square one on that case. And like I said, even if you know every building and every stop you have to make, you've got to go through them and do them all again. And I was right at the end of the third case. I was in the final building. I just had to get to the, whoever it was I was trying to catch and catch them. And I had no health. I had no first aid kits and all my badges were gone. So I am, I am crawling through this level like tapping forward and moving like two pixels at a time because the shooting bad guys, which we'll get into, they shoot you so fast. But if you can, if you can see them, but they're only like half on the screen, they won't do anything and you can get rid of them. So I'm crawling through, crawling through. And then all of a sudden, one of those fucking really fast punchers runs in and just donkey punches me in the back of the head. And it knocks me out, and I had no more health, so it was over. And I went full-blown, eight-year-old, angry Adam temper tantrum. Man, I lost my fucking mind. Because it was you right threw back. the controller, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Because it was right back to the fucking start. It is those fucking punching guys. Ah, suck my fucking ass. I hate them. They're so cheap. Fuck you. And then... You know what? Oh, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I was just going to rant about more enemies. What else what were you going to say? I was going to say your only advantage there is if you have the super punch. Right. Yes. Which is, I love that you punch them and it's like a fucking Disney cartoon where they just spin around and like fly across the screen. But they take out anybody they hit too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But like, yeah, the reason I had no health was because there were a couple instances where I got teed off on because I, I accidentally had my fucking first aid kit selected. So then I was burning my first aid kits healing for the damage I took because I had selected my first aid kit. Fuck, it made me so mad. And then, don't even get me fucking started on the safes that drop on you. What a fucking cheap pile of shit those things oh, are. Oh, fuck, yeah, okay, I forgot about the safes. You're right, those those are fucking bullshit. They fall so fast, and you can't trigger there's them. there's no hint. What? There's no hint that they're No, there. there's no, it's such B, and like... So they don't start until the third level. And at least at the first part, you you realize, like, the first one that hits you, like, if you've never played that game before, there's no way it's not going to hit you. 
but then at least you know. So then, so then for the future, you're like, well, every time I go under a window, I better fucking crawl and be ready to run back because one of these stupid safes might. And they fall, they fall at like the speed that like Simon falls in in Castlevania. Like they go toward the ground. But then I never got this far. But Hango Waffle was saying in some of the later levels, they don't even fall out of windows; they just fall out of random places. Yeah, like out of the top black bar where all your information is, that's where they'll appear, and they just fall out of random. Exactly. What the shit? And you have no time to react to them at all. Like you have to know they're coming. It's such a fuck. Ah, oh, fuck this fucking game. Yeah, it's, it's some Acme shit right there. It is Acme shit. It's fucking horse shit is what it is. And then, like I was saying earlier, the fucking gun guys, man. Like, because you basically, for most of the levels in the game, there's like two level, like stories. Sometimes there's three, but a lot of the time you're either up top, like on like a balcony, or you're down on the main ground floor. And the shooting guys, like as soon as they're fully on the screen, they just start fucking shooting. And dude, like if you don't know they're coming... It is so difficult to avoid getting hit by them once. It is so difficult. And it fucking just, like, ah, uh, fucking burns. Like, am I wrong? Like, do you struggle with that as much as I do? If they're on the same level as me, they're not that bad. But as soon as they're aiming up or down at you, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes. And, like, the yes. first level, you know, they fire, like, you know, every couple of seconds. Just like, bang. Bang! But then when you get to later levels, as soon as I'm afraid, it's like bang, 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 and yeah. you never have to reload or anything. Yeah, and you're right that like when they're on the same level as you, it's pretty easy to either duck or jump and avoid their shots. Like it's, you, I, I don't even shoot them half the time. I just sneak up to them and punch them because I can save ammo. But when they're above you or below you, uh, the, especially I find it when they're below you, um, it because at least when they're above you, I find like if I keep running. I usually get underneath that first shot and then yeah, I can, and then figure you can out, just shoot up at them. No problem. Right. But like when they're below you, they, they up, they just fucking hit you. And that's another thing that drives me crazy is to shoot at an angle. If you want to shoot up, you hold up and then whatever way he's facing, he'll shoot at a 45 degree angle up into the, the air. But when they're below you, if you just hold down, you just duck. So you need to hold it at an angle to shoot down. Yeah, you got to hold down and right at the same time. Yeah, and, and it's just... And while you're trying to line up these fucking shots to hit them, and you have to be at the same angle where they can hit you to fucking shoot them, while you're trying to line up those shots, God help you if a fucking donkey puncher decides to come running in and hit you in the back of the head, or a fucking guy decides to drop a safe on you, or the fucking rats that are running around hit you, which are such garbage too. Oh, I, the rats are bullshit. They're such crap. Like, you can shoot them, but it's actually fucking hard to do. And they hit you three, four times where you can even do it. Yeah, I, I either use tear gas or just avoid them. But Yeah, this, I don't remember if they're in level three, but when you get to like four and five, there's a couple ones where you're like in a boiler room. And if you don't shoot any of the rats, by the time you get to the end of the level, there's like six of them running back and forth oh, on the screen. So you're pretty much just staying up on top of the pipes. So, and... Like you said, you mentioned this a while back. Um, the other challenge is that some levels, it's there's not really any platforming. But then when you're down by like the pier on the docks, you, there's times where you have to jump from like box to box or dock to dock or climb, you know, um, what are they called? Like I, I, pillars, I guess, like the dock pillars and shit. And if you miss a jump or something by mistake, you fall in the water and then you got to do the whole fucking level over again. 
Yeah, you lose a half a, a half a shield. Yeah. And oh. you're booted back out to the world map, and everything you did in the level is reset. Every enemy, <laughs> everything. It's fucking... And then, like, you... So, okay. And then, like, we've been talking about the health. You can pick up first aid kits as you go, and they're just so ridiculously valuable. Because outside of using first aid kits uh, to get all your health back, the only way to recover health during a case is to go back to the police station, and you get one badge. And that's only if you have less than a badge of health. Yeah, if you're down to like a badge and a half, which is four hits, because you get the three badge halves and then the the hit that kills you. Uh, there's no way to get your health back unless you go find a first aid kit somewhere. And after the first couple levels, those first aid kits are not exactly laying around every fucking corner and level. No, they're hidden. So you have to like punch a lamp, a lamp, and yeah. one might appear. Yeah, <laughs> fucking BS. What a stupid fucking video game. So everything in the levels hurts you. Everything on the overworld hurts you. You have practically no way to get your health back. And you can plug away at a case for 20 or 30 minutes and then fall fall apart right at the end because a goddamn cheap safe gets dropped on you or a rat runs into your foot or something. And bada bing, bada boom. It's right back to square one on that fucking case to start from scratch. It is just... I I almost feel like I don't sound like I, I do like this game, but I sound like I hate it because I've done nothing but bitch about it. But like it, it deserves it. It's hard. I was just saying, can you imagine being like one of the bad guys in that game and you got hundreds of thugs and this one detective takes them all out and then gets killed by a fucking rat. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And you're like, I should have just fucking hired a bunch of rats or a civilian fucking pulls an illegal U-turn and kills the cop and just drives away. And now the city's fine. Fucking game. Yeah, because they don't know what their brakes are. So, um, I mean, I, I literally think we've, like, I think that, that like, there's not really any ways to, like, upgrade your equipment outside of you can pick up, like, the Tommy gun that does, like, the super fast shooting, which I actually find, like, we were talking about this in the first part of this discussion. Uh, even when I get the Tommy gun, I'm like, well, that's neat, but I'm still just tapping shoot to shoot once because I'm trying to save the ammo for it. Like I don't use it. Yeah, and I mean, like the the like like the AI for the guys that shoot you are so damn good at ducking that even if you fire the Tommy gun at full auto, they can poke their head up between the bullets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You will get them eventually. Yeah, and then like there's not really now. I was gonna. There's not really boss fights outside of trying to shoot down the cars that are getting away. But now Hago was saying at the very last case, you go to catch like the last bad guy and. Every other main bad guy in the game, you just walk up to them and punch them to interrogate them. And he said, when you get to that very last one, he suddenly starts shooting you and it, it can kill you, which is fucking cheap as fuck, too. Yeah, um, and you got to get up and punch him and he shoots like the other guys just like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Why well, doesn't, you know, he's out, you have to take me alive, copper. But like, other than that, there's like, it's a very. Like, to me, they were clearly trying to get inventive with the finding clues and going around the city and having evidence. And, and I do like that. Um, it's just that, like, the combat leaves something to be desired. It's obnoxiously difficult. The fact that there's no lives or that you don't get all your health back when you go back to the cop station or something is really frustrating. Don't even get me started again on the fucking inventory select. Uh, it's an ambitious game. It's just a very, very difficult fucking video game. So... You can beat it, yeah? Uh, like, I have once without cheat codes. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have to use a cheat code or did you do it on the fair and square? 
No, I did it fair and square once. I did use like you did. I used the save states at the end of a mission. Right. Right. Not during the missions, but uh, the first I ever got as a kid without anything was the fourth one, and then I got stuck. <laughs> it's just such like a the, the fourth case. <laughs> it's it's just like to me, it's just one of those games where. Uh, and this is the thing with so many classic NES games. Like I'm thinking Bar versus the Space Mutants. I'm thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's so many classic NES games where like, at least on, on paper, if you just put in the reps and practice enough and memorize where all the bad guys are and all the items are, they become beatable. You just have to put in your reps. Um, and I frankly do think if this game was easier, I... I and this is the thing with so many NES games is like, it's frustrating how tough a lot of NES games are, but like this game's an hour long. Like if it, if it was easy, you'd beat it in like a day and be pissed off. You know what I mean? Like I, like difficulty on the NES to me was like a, an artificial way to extend the length of the game. No, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, you're saying that whole beat a game and get pissed off. I know this is off the, the main subject of uh, Dick Tracy, but I remember he did that as a kid once, and he was the Kirby for the Game Boy, oh, and you buddy. saved up your money for it, and then you fucking beat it in like a half an hour. <laughs> I've told that story so many times, and I'm like, fucking, that was like my life savings, and I beat Kirby's Dreamland the night I brought it home, and I was so mad. So it's like, you gotta find that balance between like, it's gotta be beatable, but you can't beat it in like 20 minutes. Cause like realistically, how much replay value is there in this? There's not, it's not like there's alternate ways to take on missions. It no, should, you have to, uh, like the replay value when it is just like, well, getting your ass kicked repeatedly, I guess. Cause yeah. like you say, the, the missions don't change at all. It's always the same person did it with the same clues and the same spots. And, yeah, like, and I don't even know, you know, it's it's easy to sit here now in 2023 and criticize a game from, like, the fucking late 80s or 90s, whenever it came out, early 90s. Um, and I'm not saying that the level should have been, like, randomly generated or anything, because obviously that, you know, that technology didn't exist. That, but, that'd be too advanced for it, yeah. But it would have been cool if it, like, sent you to random addresses, at least. As a, You know what I mean? Like, because it is a little bit... I don't even know how much of a like even if the levels were exactly the same once you get into the level. It's just a little bit like what frustrates me, and I understand that listen, I grew up in the eighties, so did you. We both played these NES games. I know all about dying and having to do the level over again. We've we've all played those games. But it oh, is yeah. it is just like with how tedious some of these levels are, it's frustrating when you've been plugging away at a mission for half an hour, die on the last level, and then have to just walk through the exact like you know, just go through the motions again. Do you know what I mean? Like when I die at the end of a long case, I have no urge to hop in and take another shot at it. Cause it's not like dying at the end of a level in Mario and having to play that level again. It's like, I have to go back and play through the same six fucking levels again. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. And if, like you said, if you're not playing with like the safe state at the end, you got to put in the password. Now all the damn snipers are back. Right. So you got to yeah. crawl through the city again. And it just, you know, it just, it, again, I think it's just there to extend the, uh, the length of the game, but I, I know what all that said, I know I've shit all over it, but like, I really do like this game. I, this is not the worst NES game I've ever played. It's certainly not the worst licensed NES game I've ever played. Um, it's kind of fun. And I like the soundtrack. The music gets fucking so repetitive, but I do like the soundtrack. 
And, oh yeah, it was like three tunes, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, I probably used all three in this fucking show. <laughs> um, but probably, I liked it. Like and, the cop shop, the city, and the side scroll. <laughs> yeah, and to top it all off, uh, never forget, there's a bad guy called the Blank. And yeah, that's awesome. and that's actually I've stolen that and used that as a username a ton. <laughs> oh really? But uh, like, yeah, I use the Blank almost everywhere. I mean, like when I was a little kid, I used fucking. Be careful well, because you know, whatever you say, name. whatever you say, people are gonna be googling it. That's fine. All right. I mean, as a kid, I used the stupid. I used a thing called Ultra Dude, which is. That was when I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> I have a stupid one from that, my childhood. That didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah, I have a stupid one from my childhood too, but I'm not saying it on the show because I don't want everyone finding it. So. Um, oh, that that one's long gone. I haven't used that in forever. Right, you're so. good then. I love it. What a dumb game. But it was, I don't know, man. It's so funny. I remember like you and I would go rent video games and I remember, I remember renting this a lot. I remember renting who framed Roger rabbit. I remember the Adams family. Um, Jaws. I Jaws, remember that one too. Tubin, <laughs> bump and jump. I remember renting a lot of Mega Man myself. I just, to me, like, I think that's what I like about this game the most was replaying it. It just, took me back to those days of just renting old NES games. And there was just something so special about renting an NES game and being like, this is my weekend. You know, like this is what I'm playing for the next two days. Um, oh yeah. Cause you felt like you had to crush it before you had to return it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very cool. So, uh, I think we covered everything. Is there anything we forgot? Or are you ready to score this thing and, uh, get on with your life? No, I, I think we sufficiently shut all over it. Yeah, but. I think we've literally talked about everything. So so for the scoring scale on this one, Hagel Waffle said that Breathless Mahoney, the the young lady that says some very uh, risque things Suggested. to Dick Tracy throughout <laughs> the game, she says she has 37 words of dialogue throughout the game. Uh, so that's the scale we're going with. Maybe my favorite scale ever. So... I'll give you the ball, Josh. Out of 37 words of Breathless Mahoney dialogue, how many words would you give Dick Tracy out of 37? What a stupid uh, scale. <laughs> it is a pretty stupid scale, but uh, if I had to like kind of split it up a little bit, I'd say for like the gameplay and like just the overall enjoyment, the game was probably like 20, 25. All right. But for, like, fucking difficulty, it's, like, 35, 36. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, if you like them hard, this one's for you. I, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it, you know what? I, I feel like it's a little high. I'm going to give it, like, yeah, I'll give it 25. I think, like, for everything in it that frustrates me and that I think plays like shit, I just have really become a big fan of going back to old NES games and finding the really ambitious ones that just had big ideas and didn't just mail it in with like crappy, boring side scrolling levels and tried to make it something new and, and, and intuitive and inventive. And, and I, and I respect games that do that, even if the games suck. And I think this game semi sucks, but it's just too clever for me to give a bad score to. So I'll give it, I'll give it 25. I'll never beat it. But I'll give it a 25. It was a fun game. Yeah. They, they were more adventurous back then. Cause it was like, you know, Today you're making a game. It takes five, six years to make a game. Back then it was like six months. We can crap out a game if it yeah. sucks, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This game was like, dude. There's some of those old fucking movie games and shit where I'm like, this was made in 20 minutes. Fuck me. Like, 
Uh, this is like the pizza pop of video games. You threw it in the microwave and we're like, I don't think it's quite ready, but it's good enough. And that was it. Uh, fuck yeah. Good stuff, man. I can't believe we talked for 48 minutes about Dick Tracy. That's fucking insane. No, I actually thought we were going to get like 20 minutes on this one. Me too. I I think we just talked for longer than the fucking game is. So, uh, Josh, good shit, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for giving me a call and for talking Dick Tracy. I appreciate it, buddy. Oh yeah. No problem. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Josh, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking to Dick Tracy. And Hang and Waffle, thank you so much for giving me a call and for sponsoring the episode and for your generosity and for your patience because it took a long fucking time to get to this episode. And finally, thank you to every single one of you nerds for listening to this because whether this was your first Remember the Game or your 234th, I'm so grateful for the support. I'm glad that you're listening. Well, I was going to say I'm glad you enjoyed it, but maybe you hated it. Assuming you enjoyed it, I'm glad. Thank you so much. Uh, And if you did enjoy it, leave us a nice review, would you? I'm not sure what they accomplished, but if the other podcast hosts are going to ask for them, I want to be like the cool kids, so I'm going to keep asking for them too. And if you want more of these, (laughs) there's lots of them. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Two bucks a month. Get you two extra shows every week. There's about 300 bonus podcasts right now waiting for you. Ad-free. Download them onto your phone. You're done. All kinds of stuff. Don't forget, tomorrow, it'll be our spoiler cast discussion about God of War Ragnarok. And then on Friday, it'll be Game Patch, where we'll talk about all the biggest news in gaming. Next week, we're talking Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion on Expansion Pass. Lots of game reviews. Just lots. Just patreon.com slash memberthegame. You know it's there. I'm also at Twitch, twitch.tv slash memberthegame. Uh, I try to get on three or four days a week now. You can come by and say hi. It's lots of fun. And I have a P.O. Box. You can find that address at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. If you want to send me a postcard or a letter, say hi. Tell me where you're listening. I'll write back. Make sure you give me your address. And then I'll write back and we'll be friends and all that good stuff. All right? My voice is fucked. So I'm going to thank some Patreons and get the fuck out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll be back in seven days with Remember the Game 235, which will be another one of our classic revisited episodes. And we're going back to the NES. And we're talking about four mutant turtles that are ninjas and teenagers we're obviously talking about super mario brothers no we're talking the original teenage mutant ninja turtles next week it's gonna be a lot of fun all right take it easy everybody talk to you on the next one cheers goodbye Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I'm contractually obligated to say their names as quickly as possible. And my throat is really getting dry, so I don't know. We'll see how this fucking goes. I took a big swig of water right into the microphone. A huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Lee Charlie, Chris Fleury, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan Fraser Burns, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kitchen, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Titan 420s, Uncle 504, Russell Aldrin, Jeff Bergeron, Captain NOT Plays Games, Daniel. Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage, Just a Fish, TP Pooper, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Frosty V492, Triple, Chugger22, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Wolves Destroyer, Ray Sam Wontonga, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Phil McCracken, Mizuru, David Marcus, Jacob Adams, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Jake Carter, Biddy, Laces Out, Dan, Beaver Boy, C Spin, Thomas Smith, Ian Kang, Nicola. 
Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, DP Cooper, Stud Steel Smash, Mojo the Helper, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuseman, Fuzzy 99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, John Jameson, Why the Surgeon Role Playing the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Bucky the Beagle Herder, Edridge FPV, Antonio Echever, Echever, Antonio E, Hagawaffle, High Plains Drifter, Esteban Navarro, Kayach, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardner, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dem Boys on the Roof, Current Remember the Game Hall of Famer, Mark McHugh, James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, Daniel DeVore, James Black, Drugs Bad, okay, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Joey Mercury, Theoran, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timothy Exuberant, Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Bud Lightyear, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Michael, or Michael Barjudina, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Vision, Romaldo Marquez, Bulma Simp, Mark but not McHugh, Trevor McKee, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamathos, Skillerudi, Chris Lovin, Oh My God It Froze, Bobby Litton, Brandon Dezeba, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Works For Me, Heman Demon, James Senabria, Derek Cox, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Ryan Perry, Alex R. It's The Bigfoot, Graham, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Nutsaru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Solomon Soto, Dar Skywalter, Denton Van Zandt, Postman, West Gen, Nick Creature, Patrick Swayze, Adam Martinet, Anaf E, Dr. Nightmare 23, Tonebone Swiss, Kevin Monroe, Roldy in the Deep, The Stone Shooter, Shorzy, Digital Dave, Lorne Logrod, Von Hugendong, The Second Frosty Bear, Max Sainton, Sour Goatface, Alex X, Alexis Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Tristan Anderson, Benjamin Atkins, Robbie DLC, Ryan Maurice, B Money Hire Goons, who? Brandon Helmheckle, It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Dick Pickle Rick, J Vision 719, E Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, That One Kid, Josh, Raging Irish, at Trio, Wormwood, Agent Booty Pants, Shoeboxers, Adam Blank, Stillers Reviewed, Banjo Tui, Jay Callahan, Robert Joubert, Robier, and Sabin. That was really good considering my voice is almost gone and I suck at this. Fuck yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for the support. Appreciate y'all. Purple Monkey Dishwasher.